Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. He will never emotionally fulfill you. Ever. Know that. Know that. Know that. No, this one. Oh, he's he will so never emotionally fulfill you, but you will stay with him and he will take care of you. And as soon as the kids are bigger, you'll have nothing in common. What are you talking about? Have you seen my husband? I mean, hello? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. We got a special edition episode here. I'm talking about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season one, episode 17, the dinner party from hell, producer's cut, or whatever the fuck they called it, the the <laughs> the, the Snyder cut, right? Um, oh, a lot of commentary, a lot of great, great content, just a great look back in history. Am I going to sit here and tell you that the announcement of Kyle and Mauricio's separation um, has benefited me? Uh, no. But would that be untrue? No, because I, uh, frankly, I was like, I don't really know what to put in this episode. And then things happened and here we are. Listen, you got to find a silver lining, you know? I, I gotta find a silver lining in anything because I'm feeling like, <clears throat> you know, this is a, this is a hard one. This is a hard situation of Kyle and Mauricio. Am I upset about it? A little, just a, like a smidge, right? Just a, a taste, right? I feel like are Kyle and Mauricio my anchor couple when it comes to like housewives couples? Not necessarily. For me, my North Star would be like a Greg and Nini, a, um, 
you know, the institution over with uh, Karen and Ray and Potomac, like those are the people that I really tether myself to. Um, I would absolutely like if we found out that Karen and Ray were getting a divorce, you know, then let me not even put it out there. Anyway, I say all this to say in terms of like my feelings about Kyle, I have been up until the last few years on the like slightly more positive side of neutral. Which is to say, Kyle didn't really move the needle for me. I'm finding her more and more annoying as the years go on because she just seems so dedicated to being whack. And, like, where do I even start? From, like, the chemo wasabi cowboy hats to the um, just behavior, the throwing the rocks and hiding her hands and, like, trying to produce... And I just, like, I'm not into it. I'm not into what's been happening with her the past few years. With that being said, like, historically speaking, I fuck with Kyle. Generally. Usually. Right? So, I feel bad. Like, this is a long-standing relationship that has been broken up. 27 years. That is, like, you know, nothing to... All respect. All respect to that relationship. And I honestly hope things turn out for the best for them no matter how it goes, right? But I did like them as a couple, even despite the fact that there had been, I mean, like, let's keep it real, y'all, rumors for years that Mr. Mauricio has been stepping out and putting his, you know, his little agency pen in other people's wells. You know what I mean? Inkwells. You know what I feel? You feel me? Right? So even then, I still felt like, you know, I fuck with them. Like, they seem like a good couple to drink with have like a fun dinner in the middle of the week like they seem like that kind of vibe like you really get along with them you don't necessarily like have to like keep it you know whatever like me and Mauricio would probably smoke weed or whatever like that would be fun right and we could just keep it keep it to that um I feel like they were a good couple they seemed you know like equally matched or whatever and like they liked each other like they actually liked each other like if you look at people god bravo was playing a re uh, uh, uh an episode of um real housewives of orange county why am i blanking on her name i just want to call her jesus jugs and we're gonna have to keep it at that because i gotta keep pushing right so jesus jugs was at dinner with her husband jam Shame on me that I know his name and not hers. (laughs) But that he just was, like, delighting in the fact that he thought she was so stupid. He's like, look at my stupid wife. Look at how dumb you are. And he just, like, really took pleasure in putting her down, speaking to her like she was stupid. Like, he was in his own version of, like, I love Lucy or something. And it just really icked me out. And I just never got that from Kyle and Mauricio. They just seemed like a good team. So, with that being said, you know, many of you guys heard my Monday episode where I was recapping the Kardashians. And in the middle of it, I was like, should we talk about the rumors with Kyle and Mauricio? Because it's giving. It's really giving. I think most of you guys are millennials like me. Most of you guys are at least moderately online, moderately to criminally online, I would say. And so we have a handle, like an innate sixth sense almost, like should they change the senses? Because I think this should be the new sixth one, is 
knowing when people are going through a breakup via their social media, particularly on Instagram, right? Because that's where the pictures are. Usually, you know, maybe some pictures get archived or, you know, they're off the grid now or uh, the captions are getting a little interesting and talking about new journeys and things of that nature. Um, and so I had been hearing little tibbles of information about a possibility of a Kyle and Mauricio um, estrangement for like a year now at this point. And I thought, whatever. But then I was looking at her social media and I was thinking, mm, mm. my my spidey sense is tingling a little here. And it's, it's really, really looking that way. And because you can only hide that ring finger so many, so much in pictures before it seems very intentional, right? So then we find out via people, Shout out to uh, Dave Quinn for getting this scoop. Uh, it says, Kyle and Mauricio have been separated for a while now, but are still living under the same roof. They remain amicable as they figure out what's next for them and their family. Um, so that's very interesting. They've been spotted together since then. They went to uh, one of Kim's kids' wedding, Whitney, I think, her wedding. And, you know, it seems like they've been putting on a united front, but, you know, this seems also very much like we haven't seen them together. And then all of a sudden this news comes out and it's like, oh, you guys are like, you know, palling around in Aspen. Okay. Okay. Like, honestly, like whatever they want to do. I don't, I don't, here's the thing. I just feel like there's so much, there's too much discourse. There's too much discourse. There's too much like comparing and contrasting of situations and circumstances and people and like I don't know I understand why a lot of people are saying like this is the new Scandival but we don't like actually need to be comparing it to Scandival there's nothing <laughs> really that is similar other than like I don't know I mean like honestly I'm still less significantly less shocked about this Kyle and Mauricio news even if there wasn't smoke happening leading up to it, if we had just like a true bomb had been dropped, I think I still would have been a lot less surprised than what happened when I found out about Tom. But also like, I, I think I've been seeing a lot of com uh, conversations about people comparing like how she, we should feel. How, how come people are having more empathy for Ariana than Kyle? And it's like, well, we don't know anything about what's going on with Kyle and Mauricio. So I don't know. Also, they're completely different people. And we have completely different relationships with them in our mind. And also, we don't know them, you know? <laughs> so I can feel whatever about whoever. And I can feel differently. And it could still be sad. Um, but I also feel like yeah again like what happened to ariano's shocking and this is just like oh that's unfortunate you know what i mean but i'm also kind of like i don't know do we feel like there is a chance for them to reconcile because they feel like it feels like they're giving that idea based on kyle richard's uh instagram post and i just love the story here I love the story of like the black background, solemn, right? White, white letters, good font. I'm not exactly sure what font this is, but it's like, it's giving, this is a serious situation. I need to be taken seriously. Like sit down folks, we got something to say. So it goes on to say in regards to the news that came out about us today, 
dot, dot, dot. Any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we have had a rough year, the most challenging one of our marriage, but we both love and respect each other tremendously. There's been no wrongdoing on anyone's part, and although we are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through our issues privately. While it may be entertaining to speculate, please do not create false stories to fit a further salacious narrative. Thank you for the love and support, Kyle and Mauricio. Um, so, okay. You know, we got to talk about the other part of this whole situation is that there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not Kyle might be dating somebody. Something that I feel like, okay, maybe I just don't say any more than this because I've seen a lot more, a lot of discussion and discourses to like outing and whether this is appropriate to speculate because this is a people that have not said that they're in interested in same-sex partnerships and so maybe like we shouldn't speculate on that I don't know I I don't want to like piss anybody off (laughs) for me I I get it like personally if you told me that Kyle Richards was in a same-sex relationship I'd be like great that's like the coolest thing by a mile that I've ever heard about Kyle Richards eons and eons further than the second coolest thing that I could tell you about Kyle, which is, uh, well, I don't know. I got a lot. I don't have much time. We got to move on. But, uh, I know that not everybody feels the same way that I do and would not always celebrate that. And so therefore the speculation does trigger people. And so therefore I'm just going to respect that. But, um, I also, do we, was there like a narrative that Kyle cheated with this person or is it just that like they're together I don't know y'all let me we'll figure it out this is a pretty interesting statement though um like I don't know like is this like a weird trying to reconcile or like I don't know. It It's not giving to me, like, we're really working on things. It's just, like, we've had a rough year, and we love and respect each other a lot. But we're not getting a divorce. Um, which could be, like, a lot of things. Like, I was talking to Princess earlier. Imagine how much money and business deals they have tied up with one another. Like, it, they've been together for, like, three decades at this point. The money has been tumbling in in the past few years and I bet they have like properties and production companies and all sorts of things that are like tied up in each other and I just could not imagine having to untangle that web rich people problems right um not to say that that would be the only reason that they would stay married but I would be a very good and understandable one I will say that (laughs) So before we get into the dinner party from hell, we're going to have to get into none other than Alison Dubois, medium of, mm, not the stars, but at least Kelsey and Camille Grammer, and her statement regarding all of this, because she was the one who blew that e-cigarette, not the whistle, but the e-cigarette in, in this direction, what, 13 years ago. Wow. Wow, that's so long ago. Okay, so she says on her Instagram, with a picture of a still of her at this dinner party at the table with the cigarette in her hand, my phone is blowing up from reporters now that Kyle and Mauricio have separated. So here's my comment. It's like, well, if that was true, then why didn't you just 
put it to them. Anyway, um, <laughs> she says, I don't wish Kyle ill. I hope she finds what she's looking for. I guess I'm the only one who uh, saw, in quotes, this coming. People kept telling me I was picking up on Camille's divorce, not Kyle. And then in parentheses, okay, you armchair psychics can sit down now. Mic drop. Hashtag housewives. Hashtag housewives of Beverly Hills. Hashtag medium. (laughs) And with that, let's get into the extended version of the dinner party from hell. This episode is even better than I remember it. Starting with the fact that they changed the taglines specifically for this special as sound bites from the episode, it killed me. Starting with Taylor, okay, enough, girls, enough, enough. <laughs> then LVP, I mean, it was a few clowns short of a circus. And then Adrian, the medium, I, I saw her down, I think, two or three cocktails. And then Kim's, why don't you go blow up your lips some more? And this is what I'm going to say again. Kim Richards, and I'm holding true to this, you can call me problematic or not, is the only white housewife in the history of housewives that can fight as well as a black one. And I stand by that. You can fight me if you want, but I stand by that. The only one. (laughs) The only one that would go toe-to-toe. There's all these questions, and it happens on Twitter all the time. Somebody posts a picture of, like, NeNe Leakes, and then they'll post a picture of, like, Stephanie Holman from Real Housewives of Dallas and be like, who do you think could win in a clapback battle? And it's like, bitch, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, get real. (laughs) Be so for real right now. (laughs) But anyway, um, so who's this next? Um... Oh, Kyle, this is all bullshit to me, okay? And then Camille's, she posed naked in Playboy after the OJ trial. (laughs) Camille was on one this episode. This was her finest form. Y'all remember that at the end of season one, they voted, there was a magazine that voted like, oh, let me, let me look exactly what happened. I see now 52% of readers in Life and Style magazine voted Camille Grammer, the most hated housewife. So we start start off at Camille and Kelsey's gorgeous house on that cliff. When they live in Malibu or something, or maybe they were in Beverly Hills. But Allison Dubois is asking immediately. We're five seconds into this episode. Allison Dubois is asking for a cocktail, telling her, "Remember, I gave you like a note or something. Like this is fucking below deck. Like I gave you specifics on the cocktail that I want." So Camille says she likes Allison because she shoots straight from the hip, no bullshit. And then she says, because there's a lot of talking heads, a lot of confessionals in this episode, because it's all like, after this has been aired, after this broke out in terms of popularity and pop culture. So like all the girls are really filing, firing on all cylinders in these confessionals. So she says, when I invited Allison, there's absolutely no setup. And I thought the girls would enjoy meeting her because she's got a great personality. She does not. It was not. Then we see Kyle and Faye. They're leaving for the party. Kyle says she had a bad feeling going into this, but she thought Faye would be some good backup. And then Faye says in her own confessional, Kyle told her every last bit of what happened in New York. And in her opinion, she thinks Camille is sick and needs treatment. (laughs) Now, mind you, let's set up what happened, right? They had just gone to uh, New York, the cast, to and Camille had gone to the Tonys with Kelsey and she had that incredibly awkward like they were trying to keep it cute on camera even though Kelsey would barely even look her in the eye he's just like desperate to go back to his girlfriend <laughs> so 
they had gone into a fight in which uh, basically it ended up in Kyle being like, you're such a fucking liar, Camille. So because Camille said that Kyle had said that um, basically Camille's nothing without Kelsey. Okay. So when Camille and, um, excuse me, when Kyle and Faye pull up to Camille's house, Camille says that she asked Kyle, or that, sorry, that Kyle asked her on the phone, can I bring somebody? She said yes. Kyle didn't tell her who was going to be coming with her until she got there. Then we get to Taylor, Adrian and her hair tinsel, and Lisa in the back of a limo. They're on the way to Camille's house. Taylor tells them that she heard the more that Allison drinks, the more likely she is to have a, a feeling. And boy, boy, was that right. So we also have to give a little bit more history, right? Um, Allison was the inspiration for Patricia Arquette's show. Was it on CBS? It was called Medium. It was about a medium. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Um, And so Kelsey and uh, Camille produced that show. They also were the producers of Girlfriends. Did you guys know that? They, They did some work. Like... If y'all don't know, Kelsey's career and his finances were not great when she, when he got with uh, Camille. And Camille was like, like a Kris Jenner on that ass. It was like, we're getting you back to work. We're getting you uh, some production deals. We're going to get you like, you know, we're going to get a studio. And then the money really started rolling in. So like, shout out to her. Cause like, say what you want. She earned that 50%. She really did. <laughs> So Faye says that there's been chatter about Camille being in Playboy. She saw the shot and she felt like it was actually more porn than Playboy. Faye says in a confessional that she knows everything about Camille. Like, we got a whole dossier on her. She knew that she was an exotic dancer. She knew that she had done two soft pornos. And I knew that she had done Playboy. (laughs) Taylor says once she gets to Camille's, that she could feel Allison was sizing everybody up and down, which she was, and she felt like she was getting sized up for an attack. And then Lisa says in a confessional, you know, I really felt like I wanted to buy her a new cardigan. And that's a real hard pill to swallow for a woman who insists on dressing like one of the ringleaders at Barnum and Bailey's. So at this point, it's like, Sharks versus Jets, Camille and Allison, and then Faye and Kyle. Both teams think that one brought their little pal, their representative with them to back the other one up. But neither wants to admit it, even though both of them are Spider-Man memeing at each other, pointing like, I know what you're doing. And they're like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Now, I would have to say, I might be a little bit more on Team Kyle with this one, because if I had just gotten into a fight with you... I think I'm going to need a friend to come with me. Not necessarily to fight my battles, just because I think it would be awkward to pull up to somebody's house like that. Camille, they both knew exactly what they were doing, but I just feel like Kyle was trying to protect herself, but Camille was on some bullshit. And that's just a fact. Things start off poorly immediately. Cocktail hour. They get served drinks in martini shaped glasses but the serving was about the size of I don't know like a four-year-old's head I think like a goblet a big one a big one a a real big one like you could bathe like a little chihuahua puppy in it no problem no spillage on either side (laughs) 
When everybody sits down at the dinner table, Allison takes out her e-cigarette, which is, I think, honestly, the first time I had ever seen one in real life. Like, no concept of what a vape would be, an e-cigarette. Like, what is that? What is she doing? It may as well have been a candy cigarette for me. The, the first thing that Allison does to make things extremely awkward is ask, turn to Kim Richards and ask you her, what are you drinking? And Kim's like, oh, you know, I had four Cokes so far. And Allison goes, you had four Cokes and you're looking that happy? I beg to differ, ma'am. And Kim has to be like, uh, I, I mean, oh, well, not usually. <laughs> I mean, girl, like, awful. So Allison says, you know, it's Saturday. And, you know, because I'm I'm still very young, like, it's Saturday, yay! And, you know, that part of me still comes out. So, you know, it's girls' night. We're not supposed to be good. We're supposed to be really, really bad in a controlled setting. And all the ladies are just looking around like, uh, okay. <laughs> and she says, life is so crippling sometimes. It's just nice to be actually in control of your annihilation. Bitch, what are you talking about? I think I gotta go. I don't... This feels like the beginning of something. And I don't... You said the A word. Doesn't sound good to me. So thank you so much for the shrimp. Gotta go. I would have been like Tanya on the side of that boat during the White Lotus just being like, "Mm -mm, I gotta go. (laughs) This sounds bad. Adrian says in a confessional that she sat next to Allison, and of course, she thought she was a little strange, but she's like, you know, I guess if you're talking to dead people, you would be, right? All of a sudden, Camille turns to Kyle out of fucking nowhere. I just wanted to know, how do you know Faye? Like, like, who is Faye? She looks so familiar, but I don't know who Faye is. And so Kyle has to be like, well, she's a close family friend. She's like a sister to me. And then Camille's like, Oh, that's so nice. You know how I know her? I saw her naked in Playboy. That's how I know Faye. She posed naked in Playboy after the OJ trial. That's her. And I thought you looked amazing. (laughs) Kim's in a confessional like, yeah, okay. Oh, oh, I know her. Like, you just opened a magazine last week and heard about it. Sure. So Camille goes, um, yeah, she says in a confessional, I recognized during the dinner, it, it was the hair, I think, the, all the extensions and the, the blown up fake lips. But, um, and then I realized, oh my God, that's who it is. It's Faye Resnick, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. The fact that Camille will say this with a uh, tape, how many, how many things taped up in the back of her head and how many units in her lips right now, the fact that she would say that with a straight face, it's truly why she's one of the worst slash best housewives of all time. So then Camille goes, I have to say I loved your spread. <laughs> we would have just gotten to boxing at that point. Kyle says, but Camille, didn't you do Playboy? She's like, yes, that's how I met Kelsey. So Kyle says in a confessional, I felt like Camille was planning this all along. So she decided I'm going to give it right back to her. And then Faye says, the reality is I did Playboy, but I didn't spread, okay? Like you did. <laughs> so Camille says she did some kind of, like, lingerie 
supplement, different part of Playboy, I guess. The, the PG-13 version of Playboy. Not a nude shoot. Camille's excuse in a confessional was like, yeah, I did Playboy, but I was in my early 20s and not coming off of a huge murder trial in which my girlfriend was killed. That's just a whole lot different. These are people I don't want to associate with. I don't like their energy. They're toxic people. And I don't want to spend time with them. Adrian is in hell. Okay. She is in hell in this tight, off-the-shoulder magenta top. She tells us she took two sips of that cocktail. Couldn't do it. But Allison very much could. So Kyle says, I don't know why you would invite somebody who hits below the belt when they're served martinis and then you give them a glass so big I could take a bath in it. So Camille says, the glasses actually looked bigger on camera than they did in person, which I don't think so. Because the stem of the glass, if you look, goes down like their forearm, their entire forearm, it was like a 10 inch stem. <laughs> Those were some big ass glasses. Then comes out the e-cigarette. Everybody's horrified. They don't know what's going on. Finally, somebody chimes up and says, well, Lisa wants to hear from her grandmother. You know, her grandmother's crossed over. Do you see anything? And Lisa's like, I'll make you dinner. I'll make you dinner for it. But like, you know, I don't want you to tell me if my husband's cheating on me. Right? And she asked Allison, like, do you feel people who have passed on? Like, is that your field of expertise? So Camille says in a confessional, you know, I, I brought her in as a guest. And I didn't want Allison to feel like she had to be performing that night. So Allison, like, tries to keep it cute. Right? And is like, well when I'm at dinner, like the ghosts have to kind of take a second chair. This is the, you know, living people that are in front of me or who I'm focused on, but I do head tap people. So I, I pull thought. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter. It's innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. 
BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Now, here's where I have to call bullshit on Camille. Why did you bring this woman and make a big to-do about what she does and all this stuff and her expertise if you don't want people to then ask about it? Because that's one of those things where people, like Lisa says in a confessional, you know, it's like having a doctor, like you're going to, at the dinner table, like you're going to ask him about this, that, and the other. And while I don't necessarily agree with that, I do think you should leave them alone. But I do feel like if you are presenting a person like a medium and they're like a guest, I'm thinking we're going to get to talking. So is my Grammy up there? Is she whispering in your ear or not? Let me know. So then Allison takes a turn at this point. I can tap into somebody and I know that they have father issues. The mother didn't stand up to him. So she's got mother issues on top of the father issues. So then Lisa asks if she's like, head tapping her at this point and she's like oh i can go on you know and and allison's like oh you know i have my limits but lisa's like okay but can't you do something like can you tell me is my grandmother here and allison goes the fact that you would even ask that would offend her and so lisa goes no i don't think so she's like pretty open-minded and very liberal it's not about politics she would be offended that you didn't think she was always with you Taylor really fucking got me all episode. She says in a confessional, but Lisa can't communicate with dead people. So like, wouldn't her grandmother know that she didn't necessarily know that she was with her? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So then Allison tells Lisa, I'm a thinker and you're a feeler. And that's the problem. (laughs) You think you overthink everything too hard and you don't feel it. Lisa says, but I've looked for her every day since she died. And Allison says, I know, because she was like a mother to you. And that's why you're blocked by pain, because you need her. <laughs> Lisa says in a confessional, as soon as she said she raised me, I lost interest because my grandmother didn't raise me. <laughs> so Allison reads Lisa, you know, I believe that you're very generous, but at the same time, you're generous with like physical living properties. And, you know, you kind of dole out your emotions carefully. Adrian says, this just feels like a canned statement from, uh, Allison about Lisa, which, but I don't, I don't know. I think she might be onto something. Like she does big, do a big gift and she doesn't really give of herself emotionally. But Lisa's excuse to this is that's a little bit of a low blow because even though I'm English, everybody knows that I laugh and I cry. (laughs) That's not what she was saying, but okay. So then Allison says, I was studied by a scientist for several years, and I was on Oprah in front of 70 million people. I'm kind of like a drug. Once you get one, you you want it again. So I'm just putting it out there and being honest. I hate to say it, but when we're having a girls' night, I'm off the clock. Well, Kyle looks over at Faye and goes, what if I whip out my credit card? Should I, should I do that and say, how about now? Can I ask you a question now? <laughs> so then Allison, Allison goes, don't tempt me really? Kyle's like, what does that mean? Don't tempt me. Don't get me started. 
So Camille says, be honest. Do you really want her to go there? Because she might pull some stuff that you might not want to hear. So, you know, if somebody's husband is cheating on them and stuff, you know, she'll know that. The so Taylor says in a confessional, if she was so psychic, then how come she didn't know that Kelsey was doing what Kelsey was doing to Camille, Camille when she was sitting literally right next to her? So Kyle's like, can you just tell us something without it being scary, right? Like, let's just have fun here. So Allison says, something that's not scary. Um, I don't know. What I tell you might be irritating to you. So Kyle says, that's fine. And Allison goes, have you been married twice? And Kyle says, yes. And she goes, oh, okay. Whew. Well, then that's the last one you have, I guess. That's good news, right? I thought she was going to have to marry again, which, you know, would have to mean a divorce, so Kyle says, if my husband ever leaves me, I'm going with him. To which Allison replies, all together now. Are you ready? One, two, three. He will never emotionally fulfill you. Ever. Know that. <laughs> Let's open up the book of Bible. The, the Bible of Bravo. Genesis 1-1. He will never emotionally fulfill you ever. Know that. Kim is trying to hide behind her curtain bangs. Faye says, I disagree completely. And then Taylor says in a confessional, who is she to be talking about this? Like, who is this person on the other side, the dead person who has so information, so, so much information about their emotional fulfillment? Who is that? So Faye says in a confessional, that sentence really pissed me off, like real bad. So Allison says, he will never emotionally fulfill you again, but you'll stay with him and he'll take care of you. And as soon as the kids are bigger, you're not going to have anything in common. Kyle says in a confessional, what are you talking about? Have you seen my husband? Please. <laughs> we have. We all have. Camille says, I don't think anybody deserves to hear that, but she pushed for it. <laughs> so Allison starts yelling, what I do people don't see and then it happens and they're like oh my god so then lisa goes i don't know if it was because she had a couple drinks but when you're predicting that someone's husband's fooling around on them and you're sitting right next to someone whose husband fooled around on them it's like come on you know <laughs> so camille says I think that maybe Allison was getting a read on Kelsey and I's marriage and I wish that if she had seen something she would have told me why would she tell you that girl? She's got a payroll to keep up. You're, you're, she's on the docket. No, thank you. Keep it out. So then Kyle asks Allison if there's anything else. And she's like, you know, you need to put your walls down for other females coming into your life. I feel like you talk to males more easily than females. And Camille goes, no, I think that's me. Like I'm more of a guy's girl and Kyle's like yeah I'm like much more of a girl's girl <laughs> anyway um this turns into Camille talking about how catty women can be because of course of course Camille's the type of girl who just can't get along with other women and that's why she's all over god you remember who was that man wasn't he like in a whole ass relationship she was gallivanting and riding his daddy saddle all over the doing tennis together and like trying not to make out with each other and just be like then he's my best friend and I guess he has a wife, but he's my best friend. Which turns into Camille talking about, like, you know, cat women are so catty. You know, maybe that's why me and Kyle got into it in New York. Oh, God. Here we go. So Camille says, maybe I had to be defensive. 
Kyle tries to tell her there were no ill intentions on my end with what happened on the trip. And Camille says, I definitely didn't say anything to Allison about what happened in New York. And Faye says, that's honestly hard for me to believe, which I have to believe. I'm I'm with Faye on this one. Why even mention it? Why? Why even bring it up if it didn't happen? So now Camille's like, now I know why Faye's here. I don't think you should go into anyone's home and accuse them of lying. So Faye tells Allison, good girlfriends let each other know what's going on in their lives. Kyle told me everything about what happened. So Allison's like, so what are you saying? that We're not good friends. We're not good girlfriends because she didn't tell me. And Faye says, my psychic abilities? Tell me no. I know more than you think I know. <laughs> then Camille gets into her typical smarmy shit. Like, honestly, be honest. Faye, did you come here to defend Kyle? Is that why you come here, Faye? Because the way you're talking sounds like she's clued you in and you came here to defend her. So Faye says, I think it's time to get honest. All I know is there was an attack made on my friend. These women, Camille and Faye, are relics of a time in Beverly Hills that we are just not getting back. These are like bitches who go to uh, the Ivy for lunch. Um, these are women who, you know, like face a God bless her, you know, like an interior decorate. Like this is, this is what these women do. And then they're nasty. They're so nasty. And they whisper and they have their little martinis and they don't eat anything. And they're just like angry and, and they're just so nasty to each other. And they talk about class and being like above each other. Like, and they feed off of this and I feed off of this. We're all eating. This is like classic 80s, horrible Reagan era, you know, like just decadence and just like nose up bullshit, new money. And I love it. These are women who are pissed off because they're hungry and they know that like two nights a week, they're probably going to have to bang their husbands who have coke dick never even dreamed of giving them an orgasm. This is what happens. You know? These are two women who have screamed into their closets at, like, what their lives are and how empty and stupid they are. And then they turn around, put some lipstick on, and smile. And they go out for the night. We're never gonna get... These are, these are like, rare breed people. Okay? These are relics <laughs> of a golden age. <laughs> So anyway, Camille says in a confessional, wow, for her, to, for Faye Resnick to come as Kyle's mouthpiece. I mean, Kyle doesn't even need a mouthpiece. She's got a mouth all of her own. But for Kyle to bring someone in, I must be one hell of a powerful person. <laughs> and she's like, stop herself from laughing. Oh, she's evil. Lisa keeps saying, like, let's not go backwards, lady. Let's not talk about New York. But Camille tries to bring Dee Dee in for reinforcements that she was in on the New York trip, right? Kyle gets activated and is like, first of all, Dee Dee doesn't know the backstory of why we got into it. Secondly, you sat there the entire night like like this with your arm under your chin. And Camille's like, but that's who I am, Kyle. And Kyle says, that's not you, who you are. That's you or you are pretending to be. Allison says she's not pretending to be that. That's who she is. 
Kyle's like, oh, Allison, I'm not talking to you. And then they go back and forth and like, well, I'm talking to you. Well, I'm not talking to you. Well, I'm talking to you. Well, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Allison, you're entirely washed up, Kyle. Enjoy your life. So Camille says, I brought Allison here for interesting conversation. And Kyle goes, but we can't talk to her about it because she's off the clock. <laughs> so then Allison's like, she's not hiring me. I'm at a dinner party. And I was being polite. I appeased you. Be clear on that. I have books written on me and by me and shows written about my life. So take a flying leap. Good one. Good one, Allison. Faye says in a confessional, can you believe that this is happening at a dinner table in Beverly Hills? Honestly. Yeah. This is everything I dreamed of, Faye. This feels like the only thing that happens at a dinner party in Beverly Hills. What do you mean? <laughs> so Faye is telling Allison, you know what? I'm bored with this. And Allison's like, okay, well, if you're bored, then leave. You have two legs on you the last time we checked. And then Allison goes, ooh, <laughs> to herself. <laughs> and starts squinting it at Faye. Like, you had two legs on you last time we checked. Ooh. So Faye's like, what are you talking about? Taylor says in a confessional, what is that supposed to mean? Does she have dead people under the dinner table who are going to chop your legs off without you knowing it? <laughs> so then Faye's like, is that what you do? You just attack people? <laughs> They're truly on one. And then Faye's like, you know, that's so rude coming from someone who stirred shit. Kyle tells Allison that she's had a weird attitude this whole night. And so Allison's like, well, why are you talking to me so much? And Kyle says, well, I was interested in you. And Allison says, well, you're not interesting to me at all. So you can continue to be interested in me. You have two legs too. They can walk. <laughs> Adrian is just sitting there, miserable, misery and magenta. Kyle starts talking about her kids and Allison literally turns her head away like a child in Kyle's direction and starts huffing away at that e-cig. Camille brings up the fact that like some things were said about her at the airport. And Kim's like, well, she's trying to talk about what she heard and how Kim she was trying to like after this fight with Kyle, Kim came to Camille and was like, where is all this energy coming from? Camille tells Kyle excuse me, Camille tells Kim that, oh, Kim told her that Taylor was talking to her about some stuff. And Taylor was like, I wasn't telling you anything, Kim. You were baiting me. Camille starts smiling. She's so fucking happy. And Taylor tells Kim, I don't want to talk to you. And Kim goes, please do me a favor and don't. Okay. <laughs> like She's so over it already. So Kyle's like, this is all bullshit to me. Okay. Taylor tells Camille, you need to stand up. You need to stand up, like physically stand up and say, stop. And Kim's like, why don't you just say it yourself, Taylor? To which Camille gets up and she says, well, I can't tell you to stop because you're off your fucking rocker. And Kim goes, you know, that's what I think about you. Why don't you just go blow up your lips some more? So Taylor finally does stand up. Enough, enough. These are not the ladies that we are. And she and Adrian get up. And then Adrian says that she was actually, oh, this really killed me. I was, I was actually surprised that Taylor did that. And, you know, I wish she would do that more in her marriage. Shut up, Adrian. Camille plays Miss Innocent and tells Kyle, I don't have a problem with you, but after New York, I did feel bad because, 
You called me a delusional bitch, Kyle. And then she says in a confessional, I hate to say that there's something going on, and I, I, I think it might be jealousy, but I really hate to say that, and, but I do think that's a big part of why Kyle's mad at me. But I don't want to say that she's jealous of me, but I do think that's what it is. But I don't want to say it. I hate to. I really hate to say that. <laughs> so then Kyle's like, I says in a confessional, I wouldn't want to trade places with Camille for anything because I love my husband and I have amazing children. I'm not jealous. And I would say I'm agreeing with Kyle on this one. I don't think there would be at any point, even if she's getting a divorce now, would she look at Camille's life, her love life, whatever, and be like, that was something that I ever wanted. Not a fucking way. There's exactly one person on this planet who wanted Camille Grammer's life. And no shade, baby. She got it. So that's it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Allison tries to intervene again. Kyle tells her, I'm not talking to you. Keep ripping your electronic cigarette and drinking your martini. Why don't you do that? And Allison goes, well, if Camille says that you said who want nobody wants you without Kelsey, then you did say that. You did say that. You save your stories and you tweak them. And Kyle says, you just lost all credibility. And Allison gives her double middle fingers and goes, I couldn't give a shit. (laughs) Wasted. So Camille says, I don't really want to engage with the women like that. So thank God for Allison being there to say, no, you're wrong. And I'm going to stand up for my friend. So Camille, you just told on yourself. I don't really want to engage with the women like that. So thank God that my friend's here so that she can be the bulldog bitch. So I can keep my hands clean. You know, the same thing that you've just been accusing Faye Faye and Kyle of doing? Yeah. Oops. Uh Uh-oh. Then Allison starts doing jerk-off motions, and they replay this twice in slow motion while Faye says in a confessional, I've never seen anything like that. Allison's like a truck driver. Faye lives like acts like she lives in this world where everybody is like straight out of an Emily Post book. Manners, manners everywhere. And that she just like is constantly frazzled when anybody steps out of line. <laughs> the delusion. I love that. Adrian gets so upset, she starts ushering everybody out, like, pushing them out by the shoulders, like, they're her children, like, we gotta go. Get out of here. So then everybody's gone. It's now Camille, Allison, and her little friend Dee Dee on either side of her. And Allison's like, my dad says live life large and make no apologies for who you are, so fuck them. I don't give a shit about what Kyle thinks about me. She can fuck off, and I could tell you when she'll die and what will happen to her family, and I love that about me. On the way out, Kyle starts bickering with Kim, being like, bitch, you saw me fighting. Why were you going to start a fight with Taylor? Like, what? what is that about? Um, You know, like, I already had a problem with Camille. Why would you bring that shit up? Back in the, in the house, Camille's like, 
I was hoping Taylor would come to my defense since we'd become closer over the last few weeks. And she warned me. She warned me about what was going to happen in New York. She told me everything. <laughs> you threw her right under that bus. Allison says, the weirdest thing, all things considered. And then she goes on to say, in biology, when carnivores turn on each other, can't you just say that you're sick and let them turn on each other and see who dies? Because one of them will turn on each other to feed their young if they don't eat their young. That's the kind of women they are. And at this point, you can tell that Camille's like, uh-oh, she's been overserved, and she's embarrassing me, and she keeps talking, and this is like, uh-oh, the juice is loose, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> and I, she's uncomfortable, like, she's like, yeah, keep, keep talking, uh-oh, this is going too far, because now she's embarrassing me. And she's not shutting the fuck up. Nobody's at this table to take it and for her to go back and forth with her. So now Allison just looks really, really, really crazy. Real wild. Just keeps ranting and raving. Kyle's a bitch. She's the ringleader. She's like, yep, 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 yep. Kyle was every girl, y'all. Trigger warning. Allison Dubois says, Kyle was every girl at a high school who made somebody kill themselves so mean and morally bankrupt and then she goes i'd shove this her e-cigarette i'd shove this up her ass but i think she'd need more than this to even feel it oh yeah i went there bitch is one syllable for a reason it's all they understand camille says she came into my home this is about Faye. she came into my home and verbally assaulted me you know fool me once shame on sh what is it oh <laughs> why did they have her do that again thank you for not having her do that again it was so funny <laughs> then allison calls them garbage garbage of rubies and diamonds and that the rest of the ladies are not ladies they're shady ladies taylor is a sacrificial lamb and kyle is an angry bitch and i won't even call her an alpha because i don't respect her enough She's just a bitch. She should be a lawyer because she makes an argument and then she goes against her own argument. And that's interesting. But I interview serial killers. You're very weak. And when she gets to the end of her life, she's not going to be like, oh, I did a great job defiling and irritating everybody I knew. She'll be like, wow, nobody cares where I am now. That sucks. <laughs> so Camille says, I actually think you were more onto her man than she was willing to admit. She didn't want to talk about it. And Allison says, you know, he loves his nannies. You can't fault him. She's an icy bitch. To which Camille says, he loves more than his nannies. I mean, just saying, like, he loves women in general. You know, let's be nice. I'm not saying that he cheated on her. I just mean he just loves women. Mm. <laughs> Kyle says in a confessional that the thing that actually hurts her the most was hearing Camille talk about Mauricio cheating and how they actually don't even have nannies. And the worst thing was how upset Mauricio actually was seeing Camille talk about him like that. Interesting. Interesante. In the limo, by the way, everybody just leaves Kim. They're like, we're all going to one side and you live on the other side. And so we're just going to drop you off in this limo and like go over to the Beverly Hills Hotel and have fun. Bye. Like Kim's trying to call them from the limo. 
Kyle sees it. She's like, oh, that's my sister. It just like puts the phone down <laughs> to like fix her hair or whatever. God, what a nightmare. So then in the limo, Faye says she pulled up a bunch of photos of Camille or she was searching. I, her story really changed. I was looking up photos of Camille and she found one with her legs spread and she's showing, showing it to the rest of the ladies and they're trying to figure out like, what body part am I even looking at? Is Camille in this picture? Like, what's going on? Camille says in a confessional, I felt like that was a setup. They just happened to find naked photos of me right after they left. Interesting. But Faye says, after I left Camille's house, it was fair game. And I do mean fair game. <laughs> the episode ends with Dee Dee and Allison going back and forth because Dee Dee says Camille can handle herself. But Allison's like, no, she can't. No, she can't. She's a sweetie and she's an angel. But me, me and Kelsey, we know how to pe kick people's teeth out. She's an angel. Angels don't fight battles. Kyle is a conspirator. Know that. She can spin her web that she's right tonight, but she's going to have to live the rest of her life out, and I know what it is. And then she puffs away at that e-cigarette. So what do you think, guys? Where are we landing? Honestly, like, I... I, I honestly, like, I really don't see a rec reconciliation happening with Kyle and Mo. I think it's just probably going to, like, peter out and, like, you know, they're just going to, they let us know gently and, like, you know, there are going to be steps to a divorce or whatever. I don't think they're going to be together. But shout out to them. Like, what a great run. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I don't know. Um, with that, you guys, I think I'm losing my voice, so we got to keep it keep it moving. I am going to be talking about just like a loose chat about the state of Real Housewives of Orange County for Friday's episodes. So stay tuned for that. And then Welcome to Crappy Lake airs on Sunday. And then the real, the, excuse me, the new Real Housewives of New York of, yeah, real the new Real Housewives of New York airs a week after that. So excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye.